Welcome to Running is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And we've got some amazing tea that's been sent to us by a listener as well. Well, I say we, I have amazing tea at the yeah. moment. I've got to um, sort of give you up and give some to Stuart. So. Well, I'm going to say I finished my tea because I was waiting for you to come online. As usual. So I finished it just as you called me. So thanks The thing is, when you say to come on at quarter two, I start getting ready at quarter two. So I've got to make my tea. I've got to like sort out my laptop, set up the studio, you know. Amy, tell us about the tea. Oh, it's so the one I'm drinking at the moment is Garden Party Oolong, which is Ooh. very, very nice. It's got, it's very quite fruity. That's fancy. Yeah. And also like it's Oolong, so it's quite a, you know, like a oaky sort of taste to it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not, I'm not a tea connoisseur. Well, I am a tea connoisseur, but not um, in the same way a wine connoisseur would, would talk about tea, I guess. But <laughs> I could just see on your face that, and you, as you're saying, okay, that had that look on your face of, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I feel fancy. Is that how you describe it? I don't know. So it, it's very nice. It, I feel like it is a party in my mouth. It is a garden party in my mouth. Not something I want to think about. But thank you very much to Gabby Nayer for sending over that tea. Uh, it's some really fancy green tea there as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there's some tea from China. She got in touch yeah. with that she had some tea for us from China, which I was like, oh, very, very exciting. I think it's a thing. Was she, was she in China or was there somebody visiting from China? Cause it's always yeah, she, a thing. Yeah, she's worked there and she's got a campus there and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had, um, at my work, I've had guests from China before and I once had a massive wheel. That's the best way to describe it. Like, no word of a lie, like massive, bigger than your head wheel of green tea that was all like packed together. Wow. Um, I didn't actually use it. I just, I didn't really, it was a bit intimidating. Yeah. Um, but of course there's amazing tea from China and she also threw in some extras so this Quittard's oolong tea and also from Bird and Blend as well the snowball tea which I'm super excited about tasting as well so she is our new favourite listener yes exactly if you send us tea you're automatically our new favourite listener so many many thanks for that and just to let everyone else know we might not let you send us stuff because if we don't like the look of you we're not giving you our address yeah that's, <laughs> I think that's reasonable we're becoming a big deal now. We need like a PO box or something, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so from last time, responding to our walking versus hiking discussion, Nikki Jones has opened the whole can of worms and asked the inevitable, how about you? Are you running or jogging? Have got to be faster than 10 kilometers an hour to be actually running as anything less is a jog. <laughs> Ooh, here we are. I don't think we've ever properly discussed this, have we? I think we've kind of talked about jogging and kind of, you know, I use it as kind of a, a mock kind of joke thing about hobby jogging and stuff i never really i don't think we've discussed it properly and i don't know i think i didn't think i had much of an opinion on this but i had a little run this morning and i had to think about it and i kind of think it's a little unfair to put a number on it like that because i know plenty of runners who don't want or aren't able to run 10 kilometers an hour and i wouldn't want to exclude them to like a second class of running because jog jogging it always has just like a little bit of judgment about it. Like, oh, it was just a jog. And it's something that non-runners will say. They'd always say joggers with a bit of disdain. Um, like it's the thing that overweight people do, that they're wasting their time. Oh, jogging past. I don't, it's just a weird thing that non-runners have about other people that run. Most of my training runs are, it, it takes me longer than t- uh, an hour to run 10 kilometers in training runs. In races, not so much, but that, that doesn't matter. Like, I, I think running is when you're going out it's like a particular sport or hobby whatever you want to call it whereas jogging I feel like jogging is like cross training for other sports 
Like yeah, somebody I, might go for a jog once a week if they're into I don't know, like weightlifting or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think like the jog isn't like the activity yourself. It's it's a short term thing. It's just like when you need to walk somewhere but you need to go quicker. <laughs> like you you'll jog to the bus stop or you'll have a quick jog around the field before a run or playing football, but you wouldn't go for a half hour jog or you wouldn't go for a two hour jog. That sounds really silly. I feel like jog's very 80s. Whenever I whenever I hear the word jogging, I always imagine like you know the shell suits, the Walkman. What is yeah. that? What's his name? We did the uh, with the music video where he's skating around and he's like got electric dreams. What? Oh, he's done that. <laughs> That's what I imagine when I imagine jogging. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put a number on it. I think to me it, it is all it is running. If you're intending to go out. And move yourself around, uh, you know, a pace above walking. That's running. I mean, even if you're walking a lot of it, it's still running. I wouldn't, yeah, I'd never say I'm going out for a jog. It doesn't feel right. Mm, no, no, I, I agree. It was, I'm um, sorry, it was Philip Oakey and somebody together in Electric Dreams. Together in Electric Dreams. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you, you filled us in on that. <laughs> Listeners will be relieved. <laughs> It'd be bug- I'm sure it'd be bugging them as much as it's bugging me. So to catch up on the last episode, so there was lots of love for Kate McKenzie and her Harrier gear, including Steve Robson, who's gone and bought a bag, and plenty of others said they've picked up some new gear. There's nothing like a bit of free advertising. I'm also wearing my new Harrier hat that I ordered. Um, anyone that's seen me running will know, or all that's seen me out and about will know I love my um, caps, my backward caps, my... 12-year-old boy look and Kate even threw in a few extras for me which I thought was absolutely lovely. I've seen Pippin in her little uh, neckerchief. Yeah she's got a little uh, little buff with um, pictures of dogs on so I've got my Harrier cross in a Harrier buff which is quite nice. Um, I, I think I, I'm like officially an influencer now you know and you get I've been sensing free stuff I'm an influencer. Oh yeah that's a good point yeah yeah you can you need to put this on your tax return or something don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, that's me. I'm now a social media influencer. I'm kind of a big deal. If any other companies, you know, like Altra or Innovate or just say like Brooks, New Balance, want to get in touch, I, I might consider wearing your shoes, wearing your gear to races and stuff, you know, but we'll have to negotiate something. Right. What, what an honour for them. <laughs> uh, moving on from free advertising for Harrier, Emma Foy at Zeno Casino said, so Amy is correct. Damn it. Koros doesn't have a walk option that I could find to add to the watch. So everything is a hike for me if it's not a run. Now, there was an important part there. She said, not an option that I could find. <laughs> I know. When I read this, I was like, thank God, Emma. Because I, when I said I don't think it has an option, I have no idea because I haven't properly checked. I just know that it's like a drop down on my watch that's already programmed in to say hike. So let's just say it doesn't have a walk option. There is only hike if you're using Koros. And anyone that emails saying otherwise, I just won't read out. Uh, yeah as if you put the script together (laughs) as if you look at the social media and check come on yeah well um, as i'm reading it on the actual episode i will uh just change the word slightly so it fits my opinion that's how it works (laughs) at our runner underscore says for me a hike is a long walk in the hills with as mentioned in the pod a food stop included generally takes most of the day walking is just going to places which yes also gets tracked on my garmin because I'm one of those people. To the shops, like what sort of walks are we talking here? I'll absolutely, anything over a mile, I will stick on my Strava, no problem. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. This is a whole other debate. Like when should you track 
a walk on your Garmin. I, it's like that on that um, Strava wankers, and there was that post about somebody tracking a fire alarm when they had to evacuate a building for a fire alarm. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. Strava, like, come on, mate, no. But things, as we've both said about Strava, we both just use it as somewhere to track the thing. We don't care about everyone else on there, so why not? I don't feel the need to track walks. I think walking. Well, you don't need to. Fine. <laughs> I want to. So there. Unfollow me if you want. At Spoldwick Saint says walking means walking. Hiking needs a rucksack? Question mark. That's not a bad qualifier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they also threw in a picture of a doggo, which is always appreciated. Uh, can I just say your dog looks knackered? <laughs> How far have you taken it? <laughs> it looks like an old dog. It bless. started out six months old. Now that's <laughs> the end of the walk. Do you ever just like see those old dogs when they come walk past, they've got a really white face and you just think, oh, you poor thing. You're still having a great time. It's just a little bit slower. Yeah. Bless Your poor dog. I just want to give him a pat on the head and say, it's okay. The walk's nearly over, hopefully. <laughs> get in the car and you can sleep all weekend. Yeah. Uh, David Sinclair responded and said, oh, the irony. Amy giggling about noobs, yet not knowing the route on the Taft Trail and going a mile the wrong way. Second reference she's made to this, a few episodes ago, she talked about getting lost on the Taft Trail in Caerphilly. Well, no wonder it doesn't go there. Yeah, that's why I'm bloody lost. <laughs> Hence being lost. Okay, Dave, you'll know, I'm sure you, you've gone up to this part of the Taft Trail. The Taft Trail is like almost a straight line and you have to take a turning. Like You have to literally take like a right angle turn to, to, to carry to continue on it. So it's, it's a very easy mistake to make. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about who is a noob and all this. Yes, I am a noob to running this half trail and to running any form of distance and training for, for ultras rather than just winging it. But that's a very easy mistake to make. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, to be fair, when you're driving, which obviously you don't know about because you're too lazy to drive, when you're driving, you're on like a road and you have to turn off the road to stay on the same road. That's silly and I don't like that. Yeah that's how you people get lost especially if i've been going in a straight line for miles and miles and miles and suddenly i need to turn off into some bloody little town in the valleys in order to get back on the tough trail i don't no, I, I don't appreciate that Dave. thank you anyway though max carnage said on the subject of salty hats i noticed a little while ago that my running cap had developed a salt crust in the rather fetching shape of a skull not sure if it makes me run any better but worth a try and he shows us that is a school. That is that, definitely a school. That is horrifying, is it's what terrifying. that is. Yeah. Because it's got like the two little holes at the front, which I I don't know, is that like ventilation or whatever? But it's kind of got like eyes around the holes, mm. and then the rest of it is just like a salty kind of like a sheep skull. It's very it's, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean esque, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to rinse that under a tap at the very least, if not get a priest involved. What is with all these salty hat runners? Wash your caps, please. Wash your caps. <laughs> please oh. uh amy how has your bullshit been all right <laughs> it's been all right the gym's back in wales we can go to the gym again now and it's very very difficult very difficult i went on monday because that was the first day we could go back so it's bank holiday monday and i was straight in there 8 a.m i was like yes back to the gym um i've only just stopped aching from that i think i just went too over the top and got too excited you used uh, yourself in nicely. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is my gym offers stretch classes, like kind of a bit like yoga and stuff like that, mm. like stretching. And people have been saying, my friends who go to the same gym have been saying, oh, you come into stretch class. I'm like, no, I don't stretch. I just get injured. I don't stretch. <laughs> I'm not going to stretch class now. I'm just going to continue doing sort of compound movements and eventually get injured. So, so, yeah, back to the gym. 
that's it. I've been running as well. I'm going for a run late this afternoon. The weather's been absolutely shocking. So I'm going for a run this afternoon, hoping to do 18 miles. Mm. I'm actually training for an ultra that will hopefully go ahead. Yeah, I should do. Uh, do you know what? The, the other week I took some people for a run and um, they mentioned then they were they thought you'd been doing an absolute shed load of running because I said on the last one that your last few weeks you'd done 50k and 40k. Mm. They thought you meant you, you'd done 50k and 40k runs <laughs> not the whole week. So they were like, fucking hell, Amy's doing well. How much is that in miles? I'm just trying to like... I'm like crying. 25, 30 miles. No, 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 no. They thought you were doing that as individual runs. I was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's that's like, the whole week. I mean, that's like, pretty good for a whole week still. I'd be happy yeah, with that. I mean, they suddenly plan, had a panic that that's Amy was like really ramping it up. Oh, my God. No, in my plan, I am hoping to do like a marathon, like on trail before the um before the ultra, if it goes ahead. But I am seeing like now, uh, I'm seeing lots of people on social media who are doing the same ultra as me, doing like really long runs, like really long runs. I'm like... Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to be doing like 18 miles at this stage so surely that's enough like that's I should fine. be doing like 30 miles now should I so no banter marathons for you there no banter ultras it's yeah but I'm kind of the thing is though it might actually not work in my favor because for the last bogan for the last 40 miler because I hadn't really done the training I took it really really easy and I think that's what got me through mm. I don't want to get overconfident I'll go like yeah I've run 26 miles in training so I'm just gonna try and go for a you know five hour so, so you're intentionally under training so you don't raise your expectations too high yeah. that is smart that is the gender's method you've gotta, right there you gotta get a sweet spot if i train too much i'm just asking for for being overconfident on the day i've got to train but not too much but not too little it's a sweet spot stay humble being gender's method yeah How's your week been? <laughs> uh, well as i said a couple of weeks ago i took some people on a trail run it's the first time we we're allowed back in a group so I took some people out on some of the trails I've been exploring over the last few months. It was only kind of mildly calamitous. You know, only only two people fell over, which was good. Where One caught their nose on a stone and had a small cut there. That was good. Um, we had someone else who just like got his leg torn open by a, bit, by a bramble. So there was a bit of blood there. So there was only a little bit of blood on a couple of people, which is pretty good for 10K. We ran through like a 4 by 4 off-road centre and had to be detoured before we ran into a big hole um we lost a few people and uh, i lost my dog briefly but it was lost fun. as in they, they were lost they didn't die we didn't lose people we just lost some people because they went oh i'm blaming it on holly i'm gonna be quiet because she's in the room i mean she's gonna listen to this as well um it was it was basically her fault because she was behind i assumed she knew where she was going because i'd explain the route to her but she didn't listen and she went a different way and yeah briefly because there was two kind of quite distinct pace groups which I didn't expect. So I was kind of caught between those two groups, trying to make sure they both went the right way. And so at one point, um, there was the, the front group got to a section. I said, right, you just go down the hill here, round that bit and down off that way. And they all set off. I said, all right, I'll wait here for the next group. And so when they caught me up, Holly was with them. And I looked down and she had like the harness and the lead on her, but she didn't have William. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, he was with me. He's gone with the other group. So I had to fly down this hill. I said, all right, we're going this way. And I had to shoot down the hill as fast as possible and try and catch them up. And eventually I kind of got to the group and they'd stopped at another kind of junction waiting for me. And uh, there was someone just bending down, stroking him. Because I think he was just having a great time running with some fast people for a change. But it's just suddenly like, oh, he was supposed to be with me. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I knew I'd forgotten something. Yeah. But we have got now, which is just to add a little bit more fun. We've got him his own proper GPS tracker. Because we lost him 
for like a minute in the Forest of Dean a few weeks ago. So we panicked and bought him a GPS, which is fine. It's about 60 quid and there's a subscription of about 20 pounds a year because mm. it needs to use uh, GPS and 3G to connect. And so that's quite a lot of fun. Mm. So that just goes on his collar and we can track him wherever he is, basically, if he has 3G and GPS. And it's just in case. I think it's more for dogs that escape. I think that looks mm. very good. It's called a poor fit too. But I think it's, if your dog's in a bit of an escape artist, I think it's a good idea because it can you can set up a perimeter around your house and it can alert you on your app if they leave that perimeter. And also you can play an alarm through it. And if you can train them to respond to that alarm to come back because they get food, that's the kind of way of doing that. And also just means if they go run away somewhere, you can basically see roughly where they are. So that's I thought that was quite cool. a good idea. Yeah, I know that um, I saw a picture of William in the collar and Freya was looking at his one. And she's like, Stuart put a shop collar on his dog. Like, no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we don't endorse those here. <laughs> yeah, and it also tells us he does roughly around 40,000 steps a day, which is quite nice. You know what, though? We have a little thing, not as advanced as that, but we have a little like step counter thing for Pippin called a Pit Pat, I think it's called. Um, and it tells you how much is, I'm sure his Williams is the same, like it tells you how much is like sort of running, fast walking, and how much is, um, and it tells you how much is so called pottering. So basically, like wandering Sorry. around the house. Pippin does, no word of a lie, about sometimes about five or six miles of pottering. And I can believe it because she drives me insane. She just, I call it trip trapping because we've got laminate floors. All I can hear is up and down around the house and it drives me nuts. And it's not just me, as in like, it's not just my imagination. She is doing six miles of around the house all day. That's amazing. Love it. So we don't need to keep on William when he's here because if he's here, he's just asleep. You go on lots of like really long runs with William, though, don't you? I, I, I will add my things that I've been doing, not bullshit. I did take Pippin on a 12-mile run on Monday or Tuesday, and she was a very good girl. Oh, she's cool. been quite naughty. I've been a bit reluctant to take her out recently because she's been a very naughty girl on her runs, and she's been driving me absolutely insane. And I look like a crazy person going, Pippin, stop it, every two minutes. Um, so running is when I'm supposed to relax. So therefore, I haven't been taking Pippin, but I have been bringing her back out with me, and she's been quite good. So that's my non-bullshit Pippin-related news. She needs to get that pottering energy out of her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, before we get to Patreon this week, there is something extremely important we have to discuss. Amy has been hiding this from me and from you, and it's literally incredible. I was speechless when I found this out. Amy was in a band. I was. I was in a previous life. How have you kept this from us? Because it happened like 15 years ago. So honestly, I don't think about it in my day to day life. And I played bass guitar very badly. So it's not I don't really like carry that musical um, ability forward because I never had it in the first place. No, you don't. So it's not really in the forefront of my mind. Uh, Yeah, I was in a band when I was in high school. And actually, the singer of the band, who was my best friend at the time, um, he he goes by James uh, Byron now. But he was on The Voice and he was picked by Will I Am on The Voice and he made it through quite a few rounds. He's got an amazing voice. Um, so, yeah, we were in a little band. We were kind of like, uh, we we're very into placebo and um, sort of like riot girl, grungy, like whole and courtly love and stuff like that. So very that angsty, very don't yeah. tell me what to do, mom. Yeah, it was rock, very yeah. like grungy. I had dreadlocks as well. I had white people dreadlocks. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It was the full on like. Yeah, it's weird looking back at stuff like that because it was, seems like such a long time ago now, and it was. And we were very young, and we were playing like venues around Leicester, and we were literally like 14, 15 years you played old. Played in venues. Yeah, I played. We played in venues. Not just at your school or something. 
No, no, no. So we used to practice. So the videos and the pictures I put on, we used to practice in a village hall in a tiny little village out in Leicestershire. So I bet the residents loved that. It was like a tiny village without even like a shop. So <laughs> they would have loved hearing that. And then, yeah, we used to play in a venue. If anyone's from Leicester, I don't know whether it's still there, called The Shed in Leicester. And they used to have like unsigned bands on. But it just, it just amazes me because we were so young and we were playing like proper, um, like just, it wasn't for kids or anything. It was like proper unsigned like there were bands there that were in their twenties and stuff, and we were literally fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> Which, looking back, I just think that's it. Seems really bizarre to me that, that that's what we did. But yeah, that's what we did. So that was my secret history. I've still got the demos and stuff. And uh, we went to a recording studio. We recorded two demos. Oh uh, yeah. I'm deeply upset by all of this. I know. I know. So Amy's been the band, and I haven't. I have to try and see if I can upload some of the music. Some of it's all right. Oh. It's not completely awful. Like I said, considering how young we were, I, I, like I stopped the band. We stopped being in the band when I went into sixth form. So it was all before we were sort of 16. Um, so saying how young we were, it wasn't that bad, you know. <laughs> you really need to concentrate on those A-levels. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, you know what? At the time, my mum used to go mental at me because I was like, I'm not going to university. I'm going to move to London and I'm going to be in a band. <laughs> and my mum was like, you're going to university. Oh, bless. I know, I know. But yeah, A-levels came along and uh, yeah, focus on that. Focus on my school. What could have been? We could have been a big deal. Well, I think yeah, you eventually you didn't want to go to university and now you're a doctor. What, what, what if you'd have carried on? I know. You could have been on The Voice. Different. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I know I could have been in a big rock band playing, I don't know, Download Festival or whatever. Oh, well, what could have been? And here I am instead on this podcast, writing shitty music for Patreon and singing a different version of bullshit running news each week. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you want to hear the incredibly talented Amy Genders clumsily inserting names into a song, uh, you can support us. You can head to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and check us two pounds a month. And those that done that this month are. Matt Jones, Jay, Sophie Jackson, Gabby Thompson, Jamie Ross, Ivor, Hewitt, Paul, Hibbert, Brian, Simpson, Charles, Nebson, Ian, Hales, Julia, Payton, Wenner, Filler, Lisa, Gibbon, Sam, Wayley, Penny, Simpson, Elliot, Lyon, Debbie, Hurley, Stewart, Stevens, Matt, Garner, Matt, Catherine, Len, Martin, Maria, Wick, Victoria, Dick, Nikki, Genders, Gordy, Thelwell, Karen, Hamilton, David, Irwin, Jules, Atkinson, Jonathan, Carter, Rich, Stein, Hugh, Phillips, Andrew, Foster, Swales, Liz, Reed, <laughs> that is beautiful that honestly when you said that was one of your best i was worried but tell you what when that chorus kicks in it's the beat it's the beat drop yeah absolutely the technology was on my side this time let me just say like in previous episodes if anyone says i'm out of time that's not my fault i swear it's garage band because every time i try and put my audio track in with the music it goes it messes it all up so this time it, it just happened to work out and it was like dead on. I'm really proud of that.
That was, yeah, you should be. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Moving on to your messages. Uh, we've got an email from Karen Hamilton. Hi, guys. A new race is starting in my hometown in June, including multiple distances up to a half marathon. I like supporting local events, but was already cranky with them for clashing with another local event, which is only about half an hour's drive away. The other event has been established for a few years and also offers a half marathon. Their reason when questioned was that in previous years, the established event was on a different weekend in June. And by the time they realised it was too late to change, which means their original intent was to put their new race only a week away from the existing one. Then a couple of weeks ago, they announced the course. The race is being held on a bike track, which I use often, and it stretches well over 30k along the coast. They've chosen to do the run on a short section of the track only, and it'll be three laps. Reportedly, this is to concentrate spectators in a smaller area for added excitement and atmosphere. I feel like any excitement I may get from running 21k will be significantly reduced by running the same piece of track over and over again. To add a final insult, they've also just revealed there will be no finishers medal option. The event is officially bullshit. Definitely. What the hell? Like, can I just say that running the, the same bit three times? Everyone knows when you like most half marathons, there are great stretches where there's no spectators. You know, that's yeah. just like one of those things you just, just deal with. It's not a big deal. I don't understand this. And also, people are going to get bored, aren't they? Even the spectators, like, oh yeah, there she goes. There she is again. Yeah. One final time. It's a constant stream of people. It's going to be a constant stream of people for about four hours. I mean, you're going to give up eventually. Yeah, that it, it just sounds like complete. And also, like I said, if it's a nice piece of, if it's a nice area as well, surely you want to see more of it. Surely you want to go like further out rather than just see, see like the same bits over and over and over again. Yeah, three laps, that's, that's not great. I've known someone that's done a six-lap half marathon before, which sounds like the worst thing you can imagine. But also, it's just that thing of introducing a new race. Okay, introduce a new race, but you have to respect the ones that are already there. Respect the established races, even if, oh, for whatever reason, you think yours is better or you think it's going to be better. Putting it a week away from the other one is just a bit of a dick move. Yeah, and it's not really fair to the the local, especially like the local running community, because I'm sure people want to do both events. Yeah. You know, like people are going to be loyal to one that's that's been there for a few years. They may know the organisers, but they might want to do the new one. And then you, you're making people choose between them, and that's just a bit silly. Ridiculous. Yeah, officially I, bullshit. I remember a 10k that came to Cardiff a few years ago. I don't think it lasted long, and it kind of it came in as 10k is like the best 10k in Cardiff. I'm like, well, it's not, is it? Because it's just <laughs> in the same park as about four other 10Ks on the same route that they use. There's no real event village and there's only about 500 people. So that wasn't the uh, Dragon 10K, was it? It was, yeah. I did that one. I did that one. It was... Uh, what was special about it? Uh, you know what was special is that people, t- some kids or something took down the route markers and a load of people got lost and it was in the newspapers. <laughs> so yeah, that, that wasn't great. I thought that was really odd. And I remember turning it up and thinking it was going to be a big thing and it was mainly like, um, people from like high level club runners because yeah. you obviously people just going for a time so I was running on my own for most of it and it was just really bizarre there was no spectators nobody waiting there really yeah and considering the name it wasn't at all themed either no 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 no, no. it just seemed like which is fair enough it seemed like a club run um which is fair enough if people want to go for a time but it wasn't advertised like that <laughs> it was advertised as this really big thing and it, it really wasn't we also had a message from Blessed With Pace on Twitter who sent the following screenshot from Sports Shoes Instagram page. Um, and it's a picture of a shoe. And then underneath it says the Salomon Predict 
SOC is effortless to wear before, during and after any run. And then an emoji of a shoe. A combination of anatomical decoupling with responsive energy cell plus cushioning allows your foot to flex naturally, activating to provide the right amount of stability as needed. The soft premium knit and innovative half booty construction booty means the shoe fits just like a sock. That was so, I struggled speaking anyway, but that was like a, that was a whole tongue twister right there. What I love, it's effortless to wear before a run. So when you're not wearing it, it's effortless to wear. You wear it before, during or after a run. And you know what? It's not effortless to wear because you have to put it on. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not much effort, but that's some effort. Any shoe you can wear before or after a run. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, I'm not wearing shoes now, and it's really effortless, I've got to say. <laughs> it's absolutely effortless. A combination of anatomical decoupling with responsive energy cell plus cushioning. Oh, terrific. You know what? I looked up this anatomical decoupling thing. And I Is found that what loop. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin had? <laughs> I just found, like, a load of, like, literally, like, science journals with, I could not even understand the abstracts. It's like some... I'm sure anyone who is in that field of science knows all about it, but why are they using such technical terms? Well, this almost, well because they're almost certainly not really using it in that way, but they know people aren't going to look up science journals. They just see a thing like that and think, wow, that sounds pretty advanced. It, what does it mean, though? Like I said, I looked it up and I couldn't really make head or tail of it. What do they mean by anatomical decoupling? No like, idea. What does that mean? Responsive energy cell plus, plus, plus I can't even say it, energy cell plus cushioning. Yeah, that's, that's just some foam. Fine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just the amount of bollocks there is on shoes. I don't know who's reading that and thinking, oh my God, that sounds amazing. It's all like sciencey, isn't it? They try and make it sound like really scientific. Like we've been working. I'm sure on it is. I'm sure the tech is really expensive and really advanced, but fucking hell, that's no, not no, a way no. to describe it. Come on. Like literally, when I go on sports shoes, I do the little drop down menu that tells me, like in little bullet points, the, the drop of the shoe, the size of the shoe, the, the materials. And that's all I read. I don't read all this bullshit. I, just I kind of have a, I have a glance through it, but I don't really understand it. Because, well, actually, I've just bought some new shoes. I got a new pair of Saucony Clarions. And I did that just because I've worn Saucony before. And I know they're about the right size and they'd probably be fine. And they were reduced like 60 quid. That was it. That was my criteria. Mm. Um, some of the bullet points here, some of the features of my new shoes, a power grid plus midsole, which is an integrated material, covers the whole of the foot. That's good. That's a good idea. <laughs> Crystal rubber creates a strong bond with any surface. I mean, you don't want it too strong or else you're going to stick. To it, yeah. I mean, it's not a strong bond with any surface because <laughs> I ran with them on uh, wet cobbles the other day and it did not create a strong bond with those. No. And they're also durable. The durable sole is able to withstand abuse, mm-hmm. which is good because if I do slip over on them, they're going to get some fucking abuse. <laughs> oh, I love how they like patent like certain names for soles and stuff like Power Grid Plus. And of course, this great line from the description easy to tighten and loosen the traditional lacing system offers a secure and comfortable fit you know what it's like when you're in university and you're trying to make the word count yeah so you don't just say tying up the shoes i guess like i guess they thought like we have to mention the laces at some point yeah. but what can we say about laces oh the traditional lacing system you okay. mean laces yeah just like you can tie your laces up and you just yeah. have them like like most laces you can have them as loose or as tight as you want yeah, but it's easy to do if you it's know how to do laces. It's effortless. 
Oh. I kind of, I feel a little sorry for the marketing people that have to write this, but also absolutely not sorry for them at all. Oh, could you imagine being a copywriter for for <sighs> rowing shoes? You'd go bloody insane, wouldn't you? Yeah. You're just speeding out this this bullshit all the time. Yeah, so we would love to know some of your bullshit running gear features, even if it's not new, if you're not in the market right now. Have a look for the trainers you have, or your shorts or whatever, and let us know the most bullshit marketing wank out yeah. there. We would love to read those Especially, out. Especially, yeah, if it's something really simple, like just a, a, a vest <laughs> with one material, and it's like, yeah, it's easy to put on. It has head for your, as a hole for your head and for your arms to allow. Traditional head hole. yeah. Avoid suffocation. <laughs> the bullshit running news. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so I love how you stop and wait for my reaction. <laughs> You're like, huh? Huh? Yeah. So our previous podcast guest, Ben Smith of 401 Marathons in 401 Days fame, is back with another mm. mad challenge. So he'll be running and cycling 14,000 miles across the USA in 104 days. That's nuts. It's too much. It's too much. It's too far. Just chill out. Um, so he'll be starting on the 10th of May, 2022, in Augusta, Maine. He will complete a marathon in each U.S. state capital before cycling to the next location. Oh, that that's a lot of cycling. Like, not only is that a lot of running, that's a hell of a lot of cycling. So Ben is hoping to raise £500,000 for his 401 Foundation charity. A national charity that provides grants to groups aiming to build self-esteem, improve confidence and promote mental well-being. Yeah, we've dropped that in today because that is one year from today. And you yes, can already, if you just type, type in Ben Smith 401, I'm sure you get his website up straight away and you can donate already and you can look up some of the amazing work that his foundation does. And I'm not sure if they're still open to applications, but, you know, if you are running uh, some kind of group, you may be able to get a little bit of funding there as well. I just I did it before on the podcast, but I just want to plug his book as well, which is absolutely amazing. That was one of the reasons why we had him on as a guest, because I mm. kept raving about his book. It's really well. It's about the original 401 challenge. It's really well written. It's really um, a nice read and lots about his uh, sort of personal background and his personal motivations behind doing the challenge. So, yeah, I really recommend picking up his book as well. And speaking of mad running challenges, we're going to drop in that theme again. The ultra runners are on the loose. Ultra runners, the running laps around your house. Ultra runners, the ultra runners are everywhere. They run for days and days and days and they don't care. That's right, you cannot stop the ultra runners. And a Scottish woman has now smashed the record for running the 212 mile Southern Upland Way by more than 17 hours and said eating stock cubes was the secret. Uh, Anna Rutherford ran the coast-to-coast route from Port Patrick in the west to Cockburn's Path in the east of Scotland in 62 hours and 34 minutes. Cockburn's Path. Yeah, I wonder why that was named that. I, I you know think. what? If she hadn't got to beat a record, you'd want to do that in 69 hours, wouldn't you? Oh, that was a shame. She still would have been the record. Uh, Anna only slept for a total of 90 minutes in 11 minute stints. Maths doesn't work out, dodgy reporting, uh, during this challenge. The 38-year-old lawyer completed the challenge just nine months after giving birth to her second child. She ran through her pregnancy and only took two weeks off from training after giving birth. That's badass. That is hardcore. I know a lot of women that have to take a lot. Well, not only because they've just had a a baby and, you know, there's all the... They've been torn asunder. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> not only like looking after the baby itself, which I understand yeah. is quite difficult to look after a baby, apparently. I don't know, who knows? Uh, I, to be honest, I think being a bit over the top about it. Filthy breeders. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, all the physical changes that happen to your body, a lot of women really struggle to run after that. So fair play, that's nuts. Well, if you want to know how much more mental she is, uh, she said she found it very difficult to eat during the challenge and only consumed 2,000 calories for 212 miles. She said, I could have had any food I wanted as there was a van meeting me at points along the way with supplies, but I just couldn't eat. Then my friend Lucy gave me a bag of dry stock cubes and that was unbelievable. I was losing so many electrolytes, so the stock cubes helped me so much as they are pure salt. She she just ate stock cubes. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, having a couple in a long run, I can see my help, but... By the sounds of it, that's all she had for 200 miles. You know what? Sometimes if I put a stock cube in like some passata when I'm making a pasta and it hasn't fully broken up and I get a bit when I'm eating it, that's gross enough. I can't imagine just, just eating a stock cube. Is it just like the powdery texture of it? Yeah. What? It's everything. It's just so, like, it's just so salty and just, oh, what flavour were they? Were they vegetable or were they like chicken stock or... Yeah, it's 62 hours. It's like two and a half days. I'd be kind of fascinated to know how much weight she lost during that. Because I, I assume she must have been drinking a lot, but even so, only 2,000 calories. And I think the full article says she probably used around 22,000. Yeah. So she burned off a hell of a lot. It's gonna That's going to be a horrible recovery, I can assume. Definitely, definitely. Oh. <laughs> Matt Garner has just sent us a post that Sana Duthie has completed the Pembrokeshire Coast Path, which is 189 miles, with no sleep in 51 hours, smashing a ludicrous 13 hours off the record. That's nuts. That's a chunky piece of Coast Path, that as well. Yeah, and I've run some of that, and so it's quite treacherous. You're like right next to the cliff, and I can't imagine doing that, being very sleep deprived, because one wrong move and you're, you're in the water... Yeah, no sleep in two days would be bad enough, but running 189 miles. I would love to know the elevation on that. Hopefully we get some details mm-hmm. of that uh, in the next few days, because that is amazing. Yeah, lots of fun running along the side of a cliff when you're sleep deprived. <laughs> Make sure you've got your stock cubes. And finally, Jake Smith was recruited as a pacer for the Cheshire Elite Marathon at the end of April. And when he came to the end of his pacing duties, thought, fuck it, let's have a go. Um, and he went on to win it, which is, and Jake Smith's from Cardiff, which is quite interesting. I follow him on Instagram. So he was at Cardiff Met and he used to represent uh, Wales, but he now has gone back to representing England. Um, but it, it, this story is just nuts because not only was he there to be a pacer and he just thought, I think it was about mile 17 or something like that. And he thought, you know, let's just try and win this thing. This was his first marathon. And I think I saw on uh, Instagram or Twitter, people were also saying that he went on like a really long bike ride that, that same week. And he also got something like, I can't remember how what the distance was. Now. I think was you, like, he, he said a 1500 meter PB as That's well. That's it, 1500 meter PB. Yeah, that was it. So we did a long bike ride and he did a, set a 1500 meter PB during that same sort of that week leading up to the marathon. He's only run 19 miles before. He didn't drink any water and only had one gel. And he won the race 30 seconds under the Olympic qualifying time in 2.11. There's some bad nutrition advice going on in this podcast. If you want to be the best and win marathons and set FKTs, you shouldn't drink or eat anything. No, just stock cubes. That's These are our top tips. Oh, if he had some stock cubes, he'd, he yeah. could have got 2.10. Seriously, though, could you imagine if he'd actually tapered properly and 
have some nutrition yeah. and water and actually zebra. That, and train specifically for the for the distance because he actually set yeah. the third fastest half marathon time uh, previously as well for in for a, a British runner. Yeah. So he's obviously pretty handy. Just had no idea. Apparently, he's pretty good at marathons too. Yeah, that's nuts. So is he going to be? Because uh, I've been trying to keep up with this, but is he going to be going to Tokyo, or is he too late to qualify for that? I assume he's too late because there was the whole marathon qualifying yeah. thing in gardens, wasn't there? So probably too late. Oh yeah, I think it's only in like a month's time now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shame though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, amazing. I've got a decent potential on him. Yeah. So what's coming up next? Are you have you qualified for Tokyo? No, I'm still working on that. Okay. I think I, I think I might be a little late now, which is yeah. frankly their loss. Um, I'll be leading another group trail run, which I can tell you about next time. That'll probably be fine. I mean, we probably won't lose that many more people. There won't be that much blood. Um, I've just bought myself a nice new first aid kit as well because I thought that would be useful. And you're fully insured, aren't you? So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah something like that. I, I don't yes. really know how it works, and hopefully yeah. we never have to do it. Um, I'm also going to be doing a 20 mile pilgrimage route. Not for the Catholicism part of it, just because it's like a nice new route that's been marked up from Cardiff up to Penrice. Apparently there's like a statue of the Virgin Mary there. Don't really know. Uh, but that looks like a nice 20 mile route. Get the train back. That should be fun. Where does that start different. from? Where does that uh, start from? From Clandaff Cathedral. Oh, that sounds good. Hmm. Mm. Just a nice run up the valleys. Yeah, mostly pretty much through trails and some little towns and things as well on the way. That might be nice. Um, and also, if you would like to hear even more of my voice, being more polite, I'm going to be on with me now for the next three weeks. I'll be guest hosting with Nicola Forward and I will have to be a lot more polite than I am on here. Hmm. I'm, I'm a bit jealous. Who is this? Who's this Nicola? Who, who are you going and guest hosting with? She's going to be my other woman for the next few yeah. weeks. Uh, if you've not listened before, it's an unofficial Park Run podcast uh, talking all about Park Run, even though there isn't any Park Runs really in the UK. They have managed to soldier on every single week. So I don't blame uh, the hosts for having a bit of a break every now and then. So I'll be filling in for three weeks. So why not listen to that as well? And Amy, how about you? Are you going to be on any, any podcasts uh, the next few weeks? No. Really? No. Not even one? Not even one other podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's maybe, a big uh, effort, Amy. Come yeah, on. yeah, I might, I might show up. <laughs> might do my bit, show up five minutes before. Um, I, you know how to call really... for marathon talk or anything? No, of course not. Country not been in touch. I think the mm-hmm. the rumours of uh, my incompetence are not greatly exaggerated. I think people know this. Probably best not to have me on their podcast because I just create a load of work. I can't speak straight. I don't do any prep beforehand. I mean, I'm a liability, so no, I haven't been invited. I, I'm an influencer now, so that's my job now is to get gear and like put it on Instagram. It's nice my... that we can agree on something at last. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my job is at the moment to be an influencer and, and showing my uh, couple of hundred followers on Instagram, you know, the gear that people are sending and the tea the listeners are sending. No, I mean, yeah. So that's uh, that's where I'm going with my career. Um, yeah, there's not really much on, is there? Hopefully the Vogan will go ahead. I so next week, hopefully, we'll be given the green light that the Vogan will go ahead. I expect it will do just because there's ultras going on in England and the nature of ultras means that often you're not running with a lot of people anyway. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, people are able to go and sit outside of pubs together and all that. I should surely be able to run for 40 miles on my own along the coast path. Do you know what I mean? And like fairly soon, you'll be able to go to like a National Trust cafe with 50 other people, but you won't be able to go outside and do a park run. Yeah, exactly. Love so, that. you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that ultras, Welsh government won't lump ultras in the same category as like the Cardiff half. You know, it's quite a different yeah. thing. 
So we'll see. I, I'm expecting it will go ahead. And that will see sense. So I'm. If it doesn't, that. if it doesn't, will you do it anyway? I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> what if I what if I drop you off at the uh, yeah. start point? Yeah, I'll do it. The thing is, though, there's no bloody. There won't be any aid stations and stuff. I'll I'll there. bring some stock heaps and you. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop them off for you. You can like find them on the way. Maybe I, I don't want this train to go to waste, so I might actually do some sort of ultra on my own if it doesn't go ahead. But we'll see. I, I think it will. I, I'm kind of hopeful that it will still go ahead, just because of what's happening in England and stuff. So it'd be a shame if it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Training for that. Actually training. Yeah. It'll give us something to talk about. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? With me now, but you have to do this every week with no park runs going on, and we're struggling without you know the the limitations of just talking about park run. So there we go. Anyway, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit www.runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store and social medias. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>